Hey, this is Connie Jones with the Warrior Arise podcast. My mission is to equip you to think, feel, and act like the powerful warrior that you are. I bring you wisdom learned from my own struggling, striving, and surviving to help you live and lead bravely, freely, and authentically in your unique purpose and destiny. In each episode, you'll hear vulnerable, authentic conversations with fellow warriors who share their stories of living courageously. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody again to the Warrior Arise podcast. I'm your host, Connie Jones, and um, got another treat for you today. We have the best people on here. I'm just telling you, y'all are going to love, you're going to love Andra as much as I do. I know you are. You're going to see how anointed and just incredible she is. Um, She can just do it all. And so um, I'm excited for you to meet meet our guest today. And um, her name is Andra Proant. She is, she is my colleague and one of my dearest friends. And I treasure her um, on so many levels. Um, She keeps me straight. And um, <laughs> so uh, she is my wise guide, my uh, my own wise counselor in so many on in so many times. So, um, but Andra is a certified life coach. She's an emotional intelligence specialist, and she's a CADC one addiction counselor. And she works at Arise Counseling and Coaching here in Peachtree City. And um, but she sees clients, you know, at different um, from different places all over the the nation. And um, Andrew is passionate about empowering men and women and young adults to break free from any circumstance or life pattern that leaves them stuck, stagnant, or stale, personally, professionally, relationally, or spiritually. Andrew's extensive extensive training in biblical inner healing and ministry parallels her holistic lens of conditioning the muscles of the mind, the will, and the emotions to become fit in our choices and responses to life. She empowers her clients to discover and live from their God-given purpose while developing their internal resources that results in a strong sense of identity, true identity, life balance, and an overall sense of well-being. Her desire for others to experience freedom fuels her passion to help individuals become a overcome addiction and mental health issues like anxiety and depression. She believes a pharmacy-focused uh, approach is only a short-term answer at best and utilizes brain-based tools and spiritual growth to achieve breakthrough and long-term balance. She's amazing. I told you, don't you already want to see her? Uh, we all need Andra. We all need some Andra in our lives. So everybody, a lot of people say that when they um, when they meet her and, and especially her clients who see her. And um, so I can't wait for you to get to know her today. Um, welcome, Andra, to the podcast. Ooh, I'm so excited. That's such a great introduction. Thank you. I say to my girlfriend there. Uh, yeah, right. Well, you deserve it. That's what we're here for. We got we to gotta, uh, we gotta lift each other up, right? That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here and to share. So thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I, I, call, I tell I tell Andrew all the time that she's our little powerhouse. Andrew stays quiet and she, um, but she comes out with these powerful like revelations and, um, and, you know, um, and she sees things and knows things. And so it's, she, she's just our little powerhouse. And so, um, you're going to get to hear some of that power and that wisdom today. Um, and by the way, you and I share a podcast, um, if you guys, for those listening to you might, I hear, I hear a lot of people say that they listen to both. And so I always ask, you know, when they say, well, I heard your podcast, I'm like, well, which one? Cause we have two. And, um, so a lot of times they'll, they'll say, well, it was this one this time and that one that time. And, um, and so there's a lot 
um, you'll, you'll, um, if you're used to listening to the unveiling podcast, which is Andrew and my, and, and my podcast, then, um, then you will, um, you will know that what a, what a, um, a fun time we have and a good team we are. So, um, so you hear more of that today. Yeah, yeah, I, do. I just love that, that you, and you do, you pull it out of people, you pull out their gifts and you're just so good at that. And so it just, I've been, it's been such a blessing that I cannot believe I've been with Arise for five years. Five years. It's crazy. I know. And, and like I ask her all the time, how in the world do you put up with me? <laughs> She's, it's like from the, it's totally from the Lord. I've been like sobbing in your office and yes, like, you know, it's from the Lord to put up with me. But anyway, oh goodness. Well, I, I want people to hear about you today. And you, you have shared a little, a little bit of your story, um, on the unveiling podcast, but, um, but let's share more of it today because, um, you know, and I, and I thank you for being willing to, to share and, um, you know, and so what, what have been some of the, like the real impactful, influential things that have happened to you, um, you know, in your, in your life that have made you who you are today? Hmm. Well, I mean, part of it, you know, is just growing up being adopted and not, you know, like having wonderful adoptive parents, but just kind of being like, never feeling like I belonged or like I fit in in my family and just kind of always, and even in friendships, just feeling that like, where do I belong? kind of feeling and um just having a theme sort of running through my life of of this rejection and abandonment and you know it's you know, starting out just being adopted and then you know struggling with a, a mom who my mom that raised me just starting with her who she had substance abuse issues you know she was a highly functioning um addict and so never really put our finger on that term, you know, didn't really have the language around that, but that's really what was happening. And it really came out of her tremendous trauma that happened in her life. But obviously when that stuff goes unhealed, then it's reflected in your relationships, how you parent, how you show up, you know, the things that I've experienced in my childhood of just having, um, parents who didn't know how to communicate well and who didn't were not didn't know how to be emotionally available and so I began to look for where I did fit in and so you know it just happened to be with the party crowd so I did a lot of experimenting and thankfully never got addicted to substances but I would say I was dependent on it for social you know, social aspects of going out and partying. And I looked forward to that. And that was my, that was my jam. And um, so um, ended up meeting my first love in high school. And I was a year older than he was, but we um, dated for a year and then he was killed in a wreck, um, drinking and driving. So I had another, you know, like abandonment issues can be intentional, but they can also be unintentional. So I had no outlet for that, no way to really, a way of healing for that. I mean, no one really offered counseling to that level of impact, you know? So I was kind of left 
to figure it out. And so ran away like at 18. I left, I left Virginia where I was from, just to come to Atlanta, just to get away from the environment and the, you know, the memories basically trying to run from that and um, planted here in Atlanta and um, ended up getting married when I was 21. And of course that was very young and we both had unresolved trauma and um, unresolved hurt and pain from our past that showed up in our present, which is what happens, right? And so we didn't have any outlets for healing too well. You know, we were just stuck in dysfunction and and alcohol involved in that. So um, got divorced. So another, you know, after two kids, had two, two beautiful kids, which they're amazing. We just, you know, parented the best that we knew how in that. Um, so I would say just the theme of this, you know, unresolved trauma and addict, you know, addiction, struggling with substance abuse from a lot of loved ones that were around me um, and struggling in those relationships. And all of that has shaped who I am today. Uh, absolutely. Well, and so walk us through how you got from that pain and that struggle um, to what you do today and who you are today, which is this, like I said, this powerhouse of healing and, and free, you know, helping people get free and, you know, thrive and, and, and walk us through, how did you discover like who you really are and what you had been created for? Wow. Yeah. That's a loaded question. Now. Yeah, right? That's a lot. <laughs> Well, I did. One thing that um, was really um, important in my life back in the day, I did not know, I didn't have any direction in high school. I didn't have, I was really lost as far as what I wanted to do in my life. I could not figure that out for the life of me. I tried college. I did, you know, try little things and considered things, but nothing was really sticking. So I, when I moved to Atlanta, when I was 18, I ended up getting into sales and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go after that. I'm going to go after sales. Back then in the day, you didn't have, need a college education, you know? And so I had just, you know, connections that opened doors and it started out just knocking on doors. I learned from, I had a mentor that taught me a lot about sales. I mean, he could sell, he was like a brother from another mother. And he, he ended up teaching me all the ins and outs of sales. He could sell, like they say, ice to an Eskimo. Um, and I just loved that industry and being in sales. I got in and eventually got into being an architectural sales rep for a towel company. So I was in the towel business and I was in that business for about 10 years. And, you know, we talk a lot about performance and there was just high pressure, you know, lots of pressure to perform. And so having all the pain and trauma, trying to fit in, figuring out where I belong. I mean, that just added to, which I didn't know. I was, didn't have the language for all that at the time, what I was feeling. But what I was feeling was I could never do enough. I just stayed in that striving and struggling and performing. And I did really well in sales. I mean, I was very successful. So I thought that was my purpose. And that was, you know, that was it. I'm going to do enough I, to be enough. Right. Yes, exactly. But I was getting burnt out after, you know, I was with one company for almost 10 years. And, and about on year eight, I was getting really burnt out. I mean, I had been in sales a long time. But even with this company, I, <clears throat> I had started my walk with the Lord in the middle of that 10 years when I was with that company 
And so my healing process started really personally through my daughter who had an intestinal ulcer. And through a friend, we took her to a ministry that prayed and laid hands on her and she was healed. So I experienced the love of God that day. Like it, like it was not like change job, change, like literal chains around me dropping off. And I felt the love and the presence of God come over me in a way that is so supernatural and, but yet so tangible. And that changed me that day. And after that, I still had this like pressure to perform and still striving. So I was just like, had these two things. I knew that there was more, right? I knew there was more. And I kept, I started feeling like God was changing my trajectory, my path, but I wasn't willing to let go. Uh, professionally. I wasn't, you know, I was pursuing him. I was learning a little bit more about who he was, but I was still hanging on over here to this performance driven mentality. And I had it made, honestly, I was making six figures. I had my own schedule. I I was one of the senior reps in the company. I had no reason logically to leave yet. I knew I was getting burnt out in my, in my head. I knew that there was more or something else God had for me. Well, in 2008, when the market crashed, I got laid off. And that was the beginning of how God through my that transition and through that difficult time because I was like what I mean I didn't know it was coming and I know I've said this on our podcast but I'll say it's really important piece of the of the puzzle and how this all came about and how I knew it was God because on my way to my meeting that morning I heard I had this thought you're going to be laid off today and I blew it off like Oh, that's a stupid thought. Like, um, you know, no, there wasn't really any talks yet of layoffs and the market, you know, it was just like we knew things were happening, but we were, everything in the company was good. And, um, and sure enough, I got there, met with my sales manager and he's like, you know, we got to let you go. And I was devastated. Long story short, at the time, I didn't know, but that was God preparing me at the last minute. He's never too late. Right. And that was his, that was him speaking to me and in a way letting me know it's going to be okay. Like, I I got this. I know this is happening. And so I took about six months and was like, where, where am I going? What am I doing? Just so happened I was in ministry school as well at the time. And through that, I got connected to a life coaching um organization. And so through life coach, you know, I was just invited to do life coach through the program. Like I thought it was going to be actually selling life coach, a a business coaching package to businesses. That's what I thought that I was going to be doing because I had sales, a lot of sales experience and I had connected with someone who wanted to be a coach in the ministry school. They were, and he's like, you need to come into this training and do it. If you, you know, product knowledge is really important. If you're selling something, you need to know what you're selling. And 80% is people, you know, connection, but you do need to know what it is. So I went in just to get the experience for myself so I could communicate what I was selling and ended up, long story short, I was transformed and changed so powerfully, got so much healing, so much freedom, so much understanding of my identity, my passions, my purpose came alive. I realized that our purpose is not in what we do. 
it's actually, it's an assignment. What we do is the assignment. That's the assignment. The assignments can change, but our purpose doesn't change. So I've made this, yeah, I made this purpose statement and, and I just have, it's just been incredible. And in the midst of this time as well, God revealed to me that he said, you're, you have been living from, you know, he's, you've been living for your identity. Basically, you've been living for your identity. You've been striving, struggling for identity, for to fit, to fit in, for to be accepted, all these things. And he's like, I, I want you to live from your identity. These things that are already true about you. I want you to step into that and live from that place, not for it. And it just changes. It's a shift and an adjustment in your mind and your heart that changes everything. And so then how did addiction get weaved into that? And what did you do from there? And like, bring us from that point. Cause that is, an, that's incredible. That's an incredible story. I mean, just a complete 360. And so, but then bring us to today and what you, what the work that you do today. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I that's a lot. Was- there's a lot in there. Cause that was what, 10, was that eight or 10? Yeah, that was actually like 12 oh, years ago. 12 years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah 12 years ago. Um, so I started out life coaching and I actually met up with um, Bonnie Wozniak, who's the founder and um, director at, Real, at Pathway Home for Women. And she was the coach trainer as well with the coach training company. So I connected with her in this ministry. And just went in and started volunteering as a life coach. I was going through the coach training program, or I may have just, I think I just finished it when I started with Pathway. So I was, you know, a certified master coach. And so I went in and I just volunteered with the girls. And I had a heart when I heard what she did, which is really, uh, it's a home for women coming out of life controlling issues, um, primarily addiction. Um, When I heard that, my heart just dropped because I could relate because of my life and the theme of addiction and substance abuse that had been weaved through my past and all the hurt and the pain that came from that. And so I was like, well, this is how I can, you know, give back. And I'd been through some healing. So just did that for a while, learned so much about that's primarily where I learned how coaching and counseling is, are so important. Both of those are so important in the healing process. And 70% of those girls never went back to the lifestyle they had after a year in the program. So I learned a lot of tools, a lot of ways that from the perspective of spirit, soul, and body. It's all encompassing. So I had that and then my, you know, work, you know, as a, in ministry school, I did, I was on the inner healing prayer team. So I learned about inner healing prayer. I practiced that, all of that, plus my own journey in inner healing. Like I would, I went through a lot of inner healing myself. So I knew the power of it. And so all of that kind of led me down this path. And then I had my own little side business as a life coach and I was doing okay. I was getting referrals, but it came to the point where I needed to make a decision. Like, am I going to invest in a, in another website, another website? And I had tried to partner with some other coaches and it just never worked out. And I was like, am I going to make this investment? 
And I was like, you know, I just don't like the administrative part. I just don't, I just want to coach. I just want to be a coach and a counselor. Um, I just want to do that. And I met with, I was meeting with somebody about a website and, and part of our business women group, business women of Fan Coweta. Um, and it was Ellie, Ellie White Stevens. And she was like, you know, you should connect with Connie Jones at Arise. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That, that seems so long ago. It seems like I've known forever. Wow. She's like, you want to connect with her? I think she's looking for some life coaches or counselors. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I connected with you and that's all she wrote. I mean, I really am... am so grateful because through that I've you know got my licensure to for addiction counseling and this the door is open for so many opportunities to do this work because you believed in me. Oh well it's you can't help but to my goodness it's when you're called and equipped to and like anointed to do something it, it, you're the work you do is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I want to dive into that because I want I want I want to, I want to minister to people today. I want people to be inspired and I want them to know that there is another way to live other than the stuck struggle. I call it the struggle, striving, surviving. I think you say stuck, stagnant, and stale. It's so funny. We both have S's, but how, whatever it is, like whatever those destructive life patterns are that keep you there. And I, I, I refer to them as, you know, more people hear me um, on the podcast talk about survival patterns all the time that, you know, versus thriving patterns. And, you know, but it's the same. It's however we say it differently. It's the same thing, we get caught in these patterns that are not working for us, but it's all we know and we feel stuck in bondage. And so I want to hear from you because I know you get trained. I mean, and I have to plug a rise counseling and coaching. Our staff here, our team is incredible at like the transformation we do get. We don't just help people manage their struggles and their stresses. We really help people break free. And that's what I, you know, I love so much. And and I love, you know, supporting you guys and developing you and, you know, all of that, because it's so fun to watch you do what you do. Um, but like what, you know, let's, let's, let's dive into the heart of it. Like, what are the, what does keep people stuck and what do they settle for that they don't really have to continue to settle for? That's not their portion and not their inheritance and not their identity. Like, why are we not living the life that God created us to live? And so many of us are stuck in the bondage and the struggle. And how do you help people get out, whether it is addiction um, and we're going to talk specifically addiction today because you've got something new that you're doing with addiction. And I want to I want to get to that in a few minutes, but, um, so we're going to hone in on that, even though you work with a lot of people who don't have addiction, but, um, you know, we're all addicted to something anyway. So talk to us about that. Just, you know, t- tell me what, um, you know, lay it out, what you love to help people see that they've never been able to see for themselves. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've just, you know, I heard this somewhere and it just kind of stuck with me. You have to face it to replace it. And I think a lot of times we just get on autopilot and we're just going, we're just going, we're not really taught how to, and we think emotions are bad. And so we just want to escape the emotion. So we just miss a lot of information that is really relevant to the healing process because we're afraid 
of facing it and or we're just um, looking to get that desire or need met from performance or from what we're doing. And so, you know, we're looking for our identity and what we do instead of like who we are. And so, you know, you can't change what you don't acknowledge or won't acknowledge. So it's kind of like, you know, just like in, in, in my case, I had to be, I was, I didn't know any different. I didn't know how to get healing. I didn't even know it was available, but God is amazing because he does try to get our attention or it's in sometimes it's just through a you know a painful conflict or a painful situation or a challenging situation or a situation that we see keeps repeating itself over and over and over and we can't figure out why this keeps happening to us right so yeah so it's just I still we're all in a process you know so it's just it coming to that point where you're like, I'm ready for not just change. And we talk about this, not just change, but transformation from the inside out, because all that, that all of, you know, the, we're not the product of our life experiences, but they do shape us. You know, they do shape us. They, and, and all that stuff that is in the darkness. I just spoke to a client about this this morning. Someone knew it's like, there's our subconscious is in darkness. And so all that stuff is in the darkness. Well, I think what I do fairly well or have learned how to do with God's help and with the, you know, his spirit is to be able to help them to bring that stuff to the light, like let it bubble up so that you can see it. Because when the light shines on it in those dark places, it loses its power. It's going to stay in power and you're going to feel powerless as long as it's in darkness. And so, and, and so it's part of it is just someone coming in and being open, being open and wanting it, desiring it. That's when it works the best is if somebody's like, yeah, I really want this. They're, they're after it. They're okay. You know, it's, they're okay with, it's going to be tough at times. It's going to be, you know, have to work through it. Absolutely. And give me some examples of, I'm putting you on the spot here, but um, give us some examples of some things that you have seen people really break free from and that you know that you can help people break free from that maybe they just live with, that they don't think that there's freedom in that, that they just think that, oh, I just manage this and this is the way it is. And, you know, but there's really not true freedom available. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that people that stays stuck in darkness, I think that we don't realize we all deal with to some degree is rejection. And we just, you know, we have ways that we cope with that. We have ways that we, when we, we feel something, we just have a reaction to it or we just stuff it down or we ignore it or we just, that's the way I am. We think that's the way I am. And that's really not the way you are. That's what you've learned. But I think really rejection is a big one that gets revealed often in, oh my gosh, yes, I was reacting to rejection. I didn't even know that I actually had that rejection, that I've actually been rejected. And now here's how I react to that. 
Yeah, we, it trains our body. We don't realize that that our natural state of being and our natural our natural state of being is that heart coherence and that harmony and that love and connection. But the minute we experience some pain and disappointment, we move into separation and disconnection, and we feel we move into survival and all kinds of shame, fear, anxiety, all those things, rejection, all of those things start. And then we emotionally embrace that and we conditioned, we condition our body to become that. And it becomes this subconscious process that we feel like is us, but it's not really us. God didn't create us that way, even though that feels very real. And so we have to undo our reality and create a new reality, but we don't know how to do that for ourselves. And that's what professionals do who really understand and who really understand how to get true transformation. So that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. And and I'll say a lot of people do come in, like if they're people pleasers, for example, or they've just, they've just gotten so used to it. We think it's nor, they think it's normal. It's a normal lifestyle. It's a normal habit that they don't realize how it's affecting them, how it's stealing their energy, how it's wearing them down, how it's like a weight on them or someone that, for example, that, you know, has been really hurt by a parent and I have this, you know, and then especially I think sometimes men do this. They'll just like not acknowledge the hurt, like just pretend it doesn't exist and everything's okay. Everything's all right. And we don't want to dredge up the past where we're going to live in the present and just not realize how those dots, how those are so connected to your to your present, like why you're having experiencing anxiety, or why you're experience, why you're why you're drinking, why you're you know escaping and trying to numb some pain that you don't know what it is. You're you're not really clear um, because in your conscious mind everything's fine. Yes, absolutely. So it's like um, you know, just helping people connect those dots to see not in judgment and not in condemnation and I always tell them you know we're going to look at this because it's helpful not hurtful you know and it's helpful just to see it for what it is and then be able to reframe it and, um, you know, both of us do all this, you know, vision, you know, work with our imagination and visionary work um, is so important. But, um, you know, just, yeah, healing from the inside out. Absolutely. So you are a gifted and experienced addiction specialist. And so share with us your passion about that in particular and how you actually help people break free from addiction. How do you see addiction very differently than a lot of other treatment professionals, real honestly, and, um, and you know, the norm in our society? Yeah. So, and I, you know, I, I can appreciate all those treatment programs and you know the the 12 steps and I think my perspective is I don't believe it's a disease um I believe it has a biological impact but I don't but the root causes of it is not because it's a disease and yes it does run in families so there is our tendencies and there's um predispositions but even from a, it's, it's from a scientific standpoint, um, it's 
it, you can turn genes on and off. I mean, that's, you know, you don't, ha- it's your biology plus your choices equals your outcome. And there's a lot of influences over our choices as well. And, you know, the pain that we experience and all this, all these things in life just add up to the outcome. Now, let me play devil's advocate for a second. You're not saying, or, or are you saying, because I, I know you're riling people up right now. You know, I know, I'm probably, you don't know um, the struggle. You're not an addict. You don't know. Um, and I'm not making light of that whatsoever. I worked in addiction, in the heart of addiction for, gosh, 15 years or so. Um, so, but you're not saying that people, like that y- you just decide and you choose and you decide and you stop drinking. Yeah. Or you um, stop using. Or you, you're and and like so what are you what are you saying and how do you help people get true freedom? Yes, I'm definitely not saying it's just a matter of, oh, just change your mind, just change your choice. Just say no. Stronger. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Let go no, in God. No, that absolutely doesn't happen because our way that our brain is actually created is it creates pathways. And it, you know, it, it creates strong habits. So if you, when you look at brain science around addiction, it's really, it's, it's like this extreme um, desire, right? It becomes like a relationship, hard to break, you know, it's hard to break up with a, the bad relationship and it's not easy. And it's not just a matter of choice because you still have those feelings around it. You still have those desires around it. Physical manifestations and the whole bit. Yeah. 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 So it's not just that simple. Um, it is a spiritual, there's a spiritual component too. It's a battle. Uh-huh. To it's it a as well, right. You know, that's, that's a big part of it. You know, when the Lord really showed me, it was like, you know, drink, when we get high, or, or use drugs or alcohol and we get in that altered state, it's, it is a spiritual experience and it is, it creates an alternate identity. That's really, it's, it's really what we've lost is our identity, our God-given identity. And we're trying to work. And when you use, you're actually trying to get back to harmony. That's right. Trying to get back to. Just in a counterfeit way. Yeah, in a counterfeit way, you're trying to get back to a place where you feel comfortable with you, and um, or and and you're trying to escape some pain too. I mean, unidentified a lot of times, but still, when you're trying to get rid of pain, you're trying to get back to a level of comfort, of peace, of serenity, of you know, he, you know, just feeling like you're okay. So my, you know, it's kind of like taking the 13th step. It's like moving past being, because we're not born as with this identity. It's rediscovering your God-given identity. That's part of the process is rediscovering and healing, healing your past so you can step into your God-given identity and not... You're not late. Now, big, my big thing is I don't believe that we, anybody needs to be saying I am an addict. You know, I struggle with addiction, but I am, when you say I am, you're identifying yourself as that. It's kind of like the bad kid. When a bad kid is told they're bad, what are they going to do? If they start to really embrace that they are bad kids, what are they going to do? They're going to choose things that reinforce that they're a bad kid. 
you're going to make choices that say, well, I can't do anything. I'm powerless over this. I'm, I can't change that. I can't change it. So I'm a bad kid. So I'm going to just do bad things. I'm going to make these choices because this is who I am, which it's, it's a, you know, there's way more to it than that, but that's a basic way of understanding what I'm saying is you are struggling with an addiction problem, but you are not a problem and you are not identified by God as an addict. Now, are you talking plain devil's advocate again? Are you talking about just doing those verses, those I am verses and telling yourself that I am chosen and I am healed and I am whole. Is that what you're talking about? I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know you are. I know, I know. you do it <laughs> for the listener. So it, it, we're not, that's not what you're talking about. You're just saying, you just reprogram your mind with this new truth. Um, now I know that is a part of it, but like, that's, that's not all you're talking about. You're talking about like, tell us more about what you do that is so transformational and so powerful in helping people recover their true identity? Well, it goes back to feeling the truth of, you know, feeling the truth of your God-given identity, not just knowing it in your head, because there's a disconnect between we can know things in our head and not feel it in our heart. So it goes back to feeling the truth and uncovering some of those deep-rooted beliefs that are there that are unrecognized, unrealized, but are really having an impact on our choices. So, you know, I talk to people about what's below the surface of our conscious mind is the biggest player. That's the biggest uh, influence in our actions, behaviors, and choices. So I do a lot around inner healing. I do a lot around um, reframing, uh, rediscovering and reframing beliefs, you know, the the work in spirit, soul, body. In the soul, we have to change our mindsets. You know, we have to capture, you know, what are we actually thinking about and what do we need to be thinking Instead, if we're a different person living from our God-given identity, how are we thinking different? And and I use emotional intelligence. That's a part of it. So, you know, what are the skills that you never got taught as a kid that you need in order to be able to, to make the best choices and the best decisions for your life? And if we feel start to go down that path spiritually, helping them access that feeling of love, feeling completely loved, love over fear, feeling love, feeling acceptance, feeling and getting those desires met from the Lord, not just theoretically. Right. Actually experiencing it. Experiencing it. It's like the first time ever. Yeah. Yes. It's experiential and having you know, practice 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 it's like anything we build the muscle of our mind when we practice our bodies when we practice when we work out we do the same thing with our mind our heart every part of our being and it's not accessible unless you've really practiced mm, yeah we need true. to be able to access it when we need it when we need it the most yeah we have so much knowledge and information but we don't have enough transformation and the transformation comes through 
disciplines through learning what to do to make the powerful changes that we need to make. Right. And I'm just seeing, you know, like I said, at Pathway, when I was there, I mean, I saw women coming off the streets that had been in and out of rehabs all their life. I'm telling you, I mean, like all their adult life or teen life and up. I mean, that basically would walk in the door and say, if you can't help me, I'm going to die. I mean, they've been prostitutes. They've been, I mean, disowned by their families. They've been, you know, they're coming off the streets. They're coming out of jail. I mean, I'm not talking about just someone that's functional in their addiction. I'm talking about people that aren't functioning. And in one 12 months, they come out of that being whole, whole, more whole and knowing who they are with a purpose, being you know able to say, this is who I am. I'm not that person right. that I was. Redeemed and restored and freed and free and freed and delivered. And if seven out of 10 of them are coming out going, and never going back to that, that's powerful. That is a really... And that is realistic. Yes. So if it can happen for them, that's my mindset. I've seen it. Nobody can convince me otherwise because I've seen it firsthand over and over and over and over again. Well, when so, you have that those kind of results, then you just want to give more of that to other people who don't know that it's available. Yeah. And I'm not saying like this is a, you know, talking about, you know, the program that I want to do, but it's, it's, it's a start, you know, it's some, you know, putting, applying these tools and it's not a program like a residential program, but the same principles and other things that I've learned beyond my days at Pathway, putting all of that together to help people. And I'm passionate about that to get them free so they can live in their God-given identity. Absolutely. Well, so tell us a little bit. So you have the new specialized recovery group called Recovered for people who have struggled with addiction. Tell us about the details of that and um, why you're really in, in like what you're excited most about that and um, and what people and how people can get can be a part of it. Yeah. So Recovered came up because, you know, I really wanted to start a group to help people move past that identity where they're stuck in their identity of addiction, even though they might be in recovery, right? So you can be in recovery for a long time and still feel like you're stuck with that identity, kind of, you know, and it doesn't mean, and I will say when, when I'm saying that you're free from addiction, it doesn't mean that you can go hang out at the bar <laughs> right, 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 right. Gonna, or you can go hang out with your practice friends. the practice. Sure. Right. Right. Because part of the healing and part of the transformation is around community, healthy community <laughs> um, and people that support you in, in who you are. But um, anyway, so yeah, recovered, God just gave me that name because it's being recovered means past, right? I'm recovered from my past, from this past identity. I'm no longer in this bondage, the struggle. Right. right. And and I my God-given identity is also recovered now. It's it's been recovered. It was stolen. It was lost. It was it was gone. It was, you know, I didn't I didn't own it. But now God has recovered my God-given identity. Um, and I'm recovered, recovered in God's love and his acceptance. And, and so there's so many like little, you know, inflections, if you will, or um, just the, you know, revelations God got me, gave me about that word, recovered. 
Um, so that's how I kind of came up with the name. And the, as far as it's just, you know, I wanted it to be a safe place for people to come and to grow people who are hungry, who have been, you know, in that lifestyle, been, you know, in recovery for a while, but just want more. They just know there's more to it than what they're experience, currently experiencing. So I want to just help them take their, them take them to the next level of their um, their walk, you know, their journey, and to be able to help them apply all of the truths and all of the tools that I've learned along the way, and just to be there to create a community. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Well, so, how, um, and we'll, I guess, put the details in the show notes. Is that, and, it, but if they want to, if people want to find out more about it, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So they can actually um, reach out. They can, um, and my email is Andra P A N D R A P at arise counseling and coaching.com. Look on our website. They can find it there. Um, and, or they can, you know, call me. That's fine too. You know, if they want to give me a, a call, I think my number's listed on the website as well. Yes, absolutely. Arisecounselingandcoaching.com. Yep. Yeah. So um, it'll just be like, uh, there's a registration there. You can reach out with questions or just register. And when you register and fill out that, then um, I'm going to set up with them a um, 15 minute short little interview just to talk through it and make sure it's a good fit for them. And they know what they're getting themselves into because it's going to be some work involved. It's not just a a support group. It's a real coaching group. So it's going to require some energy and input from them to work through some of the tools that I'll give and questions that we talk about. And so it's interactive, very, very interactive. Yeah, but true freedom takes hard work. And that's, yeah, it does. It's amazing. It does. Speaking of for, and I know we've got to close today, but for the, um, the people who are listening for anybody out there, who's really like, gosh, you know, they're still struggling with something inside. Um, and they just know that like that pattern is keeping them stuck and they're stuck in the struggle. What do you want to say to them today? What do how do you want to like, um, encourage and inspire them and empower them to, um, to have hope that there is freedom and that, and, um, what do you want them to know about that freedom that awaits them? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, just to take courage, you know, just to take courage to step, take one step forward, just do, just open the door or look for the open door, look for the connections to healing and start to explore that. You know, it does take some courage, but it just takes saying yes to one, to one thing, just one thing. And, um, that's, that's starts the ball, ball ro- rolling, really, you know, it's just having the courage to say yes to one opportunity or one, um, you know, one thing that's being presented to you in your life or to pursue one thing and one person to help you, to help you. There's some people that are safe out there and that are very supportive and it. I look back on my life and I cannot believe 
who I was, you know, like, mm. oh gosh, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, gosh, I mean, I don't recognize that person anymore yet. It's a really, um, I still care for that girl, you know, and it's like, but I'm so thankful for the transformation. Transformation is so possible no matter where you are or what you're struggling with. Oh, that's so good. Oh, well, and thank you for being with us today. And thank you as always for your heart and your, um, your, uh, courage to, um, stand in the fight with all the people who are out there battling for their hearts and, and thank you guys, you listeners, y'all are, um, you're just precious. And I hope this has inspired and empowered you. And if it has, then feel free to share this episode with a friend or a loved one. Um, who is in the struggle and wants the freedom because that is what we are all about here is um, getting out of the struggling, striving and surviving because that is not our portion and our inheritance. We are powerful divine warriors who are created to thrive in a life of freedom and fullness. And if that's not the life that you're living, then it is time to do something different. And, um, and there are people, including us who are here to help. So um, I hope you guys, have a wonderful rest of the day, wherever you are in the day, and know that freedom awaits you. All right. Thank well, you thanks. so much. So thanks, guys. It was great to be on this. I enjoyed it. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. I'm so glad you tuned into this episode of the Warrior Arise podcast. I look forward to continuing our journey together as we live in freedom and fullness as the powerful warriors we are. Please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And if you glean wisdom and inspiration today, share it with a friend or a loved one. Also, write a review on iTunes. I'll see you on the next episode.